Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And today's topic is positivity. What it is, what does it look like, what does it feel like, how to get it, and what are the rewards. And we felt this was pertinent because it came to the forefront just in the last week with an experience that Jane had, which I think maybe she should share with you now just to get us started. Okay, so last week I had one of my Christmas cocktail parties. And it blew me away that while I've been running events forever, I've done thousand, thousands, I actually felt that this particular event, the room was the most positive I have ever seen. And I was so excited by this. So what do I mean by that is that everybody in that room, and it was a group of single people aged over 50, so it's, it's an age that a lot of people are actually much more vulnerable uh, than perhaps younger people, and yet they felt committed from the minute they walked in the door. They had beautiful, genuine smiles on their face. Their body language was soft and receptive, and they literally had no fear of being stuck with somebody. They were completely committed to meeting and connecting with anybody who was in the room. So what's the opposite contrast to that kind of energy that you've seen at other events where people come in the door like what? Okay, so they come in very nervous, very shy, uh, which is which is completely normal, and my job is to help them to to relax and feel good. Um, or they'll come in with quite a brutal exterior of of self talk along the lines of you know I'm terrific, I'm fine. It doesn't matter if I don't meet anyone. I don't have to talk to anyone tonight, and I'm certainly not going to be talking to that person over there. I'm not even going to be talking to the people that I choose to talk to. And so they have a very unapproachable exterior going on around them, and. People read this energy and people won't approach them because they know that they are risking being rejected. So when you put the two different nights side by side, the mm. kind of night where people immediately walk in the door and they've already got issues before they've already started, compared with the kind of evening like last week where everyone just came in on a positive vibe, how do those two nights play out in different ways? Okay, so the end result is more people will swap phone numbers, pair up, make new friends, go on dates than at the positive one by like several hundred percent. It's off the scales, the difference in terms of statistics of numbers being swapped. Mm. Um, the other thing that happens on the early part of the evening is as soon as they walk in, the room's loud. I'm turning the music up so that they can hear some background music really early in the evening versus a room that actually is really quiet and uh, people are not moving. There's no mo- motion in the room. They're all very stagnant in their little groups. And yeah. I'm having to work hard to get people to be swapping and moving around and meeting different people. Um, and it just actually feels different. Like the first one is I'm on edge. I'm on edge the whole time. Everywhere I'm turning, I'm going, there's going to be somebody that's needing assistance. The second one is I just relaxed and floated through this room knowing everybody was having a fabulous time. So what's happening here is, as Jane, you always like to say about gathering evidence, is that we can see that if you begin or step into something right from the outset in a position where you've done a little bit of emotional preparation before you come in the door, it's, it makes, as you would put it, a thousands percent of difference Absolutely. in terms of the outcome. Set your intent and really try hard, like put the effort in to really 
follow through on that intent? What does it look like? What does it feel like? How are you going to execute that? So let's just talk about positivity just just in a general sense so we can almost put a definition to it. What is positivity to you? What does it look and feel like? It's your cup's half full. It's that everything that you speak about is with happiness. There's not the sadness. There's no fear. It is all about joy, kindness, fun. It's like the smile is just permanently on your face because life's good. And there's going to be a lot of people out there who genuinely might feel in their whole lives they've never really felt that way. They might feel numb or shut down. They might have had chronic fatigue or depression. They might just get up in the morning and feel apathy or just any sort of heavy, heavy emotion that they can't quite shake. And they're hearing all this and intellectually they might sort of understand the concepts, but they're like, how do, how do you just feel that way? How do you get there? Okay, you fake it first. You absolutely fake it. You start with a forced smile and you start practicing this. So every time that you walk past a mirror or see a reflection in a window or something and you see that your mouth is downturned or you've got a frown going on or your shoulders are hunched up and you're in a negative uh, physical holding pattern within your body, I want you to shake that up. I want you to stop that. So you then smile. And even if the smile is only happening from your mouth and it's not reaching to your eyes, it's not reaching to your heart, just fake it. Studies, so, the studies have shown that that actually tricks the body into maybe whether it's actually releasing endorphins, but it's making yeah, it, it does. feel good. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So you fake it. So you might find that you hold the smile for 30 seconds before it drops down again because that's your habit. Um, then remind yourself, pick yourself up, smile again. So you, you kind of have to constantly be reminding yourself of this one simple thing to do. And then you might start to extend it where, okay, I've got to go to the shops. I'm just going to duck into the supermarket and grab something and I'm going to smile all the way through it. Now, somebody once said to me years ago, smile and make people wonder what you're thinking or what's going on or what's good in your world. And I think that's a cute little game to play in your mind of, of, you know, let's just let people wonder. So you smile and if you walk around, you'll realize very few people actually smile. And it's quite contagious. It's like, you know, when you sit in the airport and you're bored, so you eyeball somebody and you yawn and then they start yawning. Yeah. Well, you can do the same thing with smile. And so it becomes a game. You play the game, the smiley game of let's smile and see if somebody reacts. Now, they'll either look away really quickly because they don't trust it. Yeah. Or they'll smile back. And so you just play a game of, okay, well, I'm going to the shop. I'm going to be gone for 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Let's see how many people I can smile at. And then you just start with the hello. Um, you just start with these tiny, gentle things, and you might only do it for 30 seconds one day. You might do it for a couple of minutes the next, and it, the, the dots join mm. until eventually it becomes your default to smile. And I've actually yeah. ever been in situations where I have got to that being my default most of the time. The power of a smile. Yeah, it's hilarious. Well, actually, I'm writing a talk about that at the moment. Um, and so when I now am smiling, <laughs> actually been in a situation where I've smiled at someone and gone, oh, hang on, that's right, you don't want me smiling at you. You're not happy with me at the moment. Can't hurt, right? Can't hurt. <laughs> so the other thing that, you know, you can only smile can only take so far and then you're going to have these little negative voices that are mm-hmm. going to creep into your head. So these are the voices that are the glass half empty voices. So, you know, it's like you might almost have to force yourself to sort of have to find the positive in everything. I've woken up. I've gotten out the wrong side of bed. My foot hurts. It's raining. My favorite top's in the wash. I've run out of, you know, whatever I have for breakfast. Somebody's just rung and given me a drama before I've even gotten into work to deal with it, you know, and straight away, how easy is it to succumb to that snowballing effect of negativity? Okay, so the first thing that people will do from that is say it's a bad day. 
And so what I truly believe is it's a bad moment and you've got to stop it. You know, I, I, I think I might have actually shared this on another podcast. I had a housekeeper years ago who I remember her saying to me, oh, it's been such a bad year. I can't wait till it's over. And this was in September. And I thought, oh, my God, she's going to throw away the next three or four months of right, her life right. because she just can't wait for it to be over. We can end this at any point. So when you're having a bad string of moments, just say, that's it, enough, stop. Now I'm going to focus on what pleases me. Mm. So you go through your discipline, which we've spoken of in other podcasts it's about a, your mental. It's a real, it's a real hard one because it takes a tremendous amount of almost energy to turn around. It, it, for some reason, it is so easy to allow negative thoughts to just snowball because I think it's easy and it feels good to feel like a victim and to feel a bit sorry for ourselves and that kind of thing. But sometimes I think you need to, this is the pattern interrupt stuff. You've got to really stop, like Jane just said grab yourself by the arm or the leg, pull yourself up by the bootstraps a bit and do a little pattern interrupt. So either you go and do something nurturing or to change the energy, do something lovely for yourself. Maybe you just get down on the floor and do a downward dog, like the yoga position, which turns the energy around and just kind of reboots you. And then you stand up and go again. Or you need to start looking at your neural wiring so so you need to reprogram your, your neural pathways which are at the moment firing on negative fronts we need to start getting them firing on some positive fronts and that might be as simple as introducing a few positive thoughts said over and over on repeat a few times just exactly to turn yourself around a bit before you step out that door and take it with you into the day be responsible for the energy that you bring into this space. Yeah, exactly. And this you know, goes back to, sorry to interrupt, Jane, your event the other night when you said everyone came in the door positive. They've done the work well before they got in that room. They didn't get correct. in the room, look around and go, oh, this looks like a good party. I'll be happy now. They actually said that night when they were putting the lippy on, looking in the mirror, and they said, I'm going to have this kind of an evening before I go out. And can correct. I just say on that note that I have been using that in my life a fair bit the last year or two, whether it's I need to go to a business meeting or an interview into a confrontation or a difficult situation, whether it's I need to go in and see some people I'm not comfortable around, you know, you can do it for a date, whatever it is, sit down for a couple of minutes before you go out into that. I've even done it in my car before, I, before I've had to get out and go through a door, but do it at home if you can first. Just meditate for a minute and try and Find the intention in your body and hold that emotional state and, and just do a quick reiteration of this is what I want to, you know, to happen. This is how I see myself conducting myself. This is the outcome. And then you're primed and prepped and ready to go and do it. Exactly. In fact, if people could see how I prepare a room before an event, it's actually quite hilarious because I actually do do a bit of witchy poo stuff where I actually charge the room and I've got quite a bit of, uh, I've got a ritual that I do, which I actually am setting the intent energetically for the room, mm. seal it off into a nice little bubble so everybody can come into this loving, safe, beautiful, nurturing, exciting, fun place. Mm. Um, in fact, my members listening to this are going to think, oh, my God, I'm a part of a cult. Um, no, you're not. You're safe. It's okay. You've <laughs> got the love gods and the love doctor here. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting too, however, that post this particular event, it's quite common for me to get emails from people that they didn't ask for phone numbers on the date. They just enjoy being in the moment with those people. And then they'll send me an email the next day saying, you know, really enjoyed meeting Sue or Anne or whatever. Could you see if they'd like to swap phone numbers? Now, in this particular room of, of around 100 people, there were probably about 15 people, both men and women, that I have had some kind of coaching with. So at some point they've own something that they've wanted to change within themselves and, you know, honoured themselves by spending time and money and effort with me to get some new tools to apply. 
it was interesting that I reckon it was probably around about 70, 75% of the phone number requests that came in the next day were for the majority of them were for those people. Now, I found that fascinating. Yes. Fascinating. Do the work and it's going to come to you. That's right. Absolutely. Law of vibration. And they were the rock stars. They were, I mean, the room was, there was nobody that was, let's say the horrible word, dud. Nobody was standing there not wanting to participate, um, looking to be rescued. Yeah. So they were all beautiful people. However, there were even in that amazing energy, standouts, people that just were blossoming. Yeah. Just gorgeous to be around. And it was interesting that I saw people connect outside of their age ranges than they would normally want or outside of their type. You know, as a matchmaker, I know they'd say, I only want to meet ladies of this, 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 this. And yet, who have they just spent the last two hours talking with? Somebody that doesn't meet that criteria. Yeah. And it's because it's about beautiful energy of how people make you feel. I think we should actually refer some of our listeners at this point back to the episode we did on the laws of uh, the universal laws where we do talk about the law of vibration and the law of attraction as well and that's why it is so important to set the energy right um particularly before the big things in life but one of the the law of surrender as well you set your intent and you move in and you commit to the action to make this work for you but at the same time you surrender to the outcome yeah you know just have a good time. Absolutely. So I want to get back to helping the people listening mm-hmm. who um, really do struggle with like the negative stuck loop in their head or the fact that their body has a lot of trouble feeling, like they are a bit numb or they're, they're, they have, you know, struggled with apathy or depression and feelings like that because those can be very hard to cut through. Um, one other thing I was going to say, you know, a few minutes ago when I was talking about you might want to just sort of change up the energy by telling yourself some positive affirmations. Um, even if you are feeling grumpy or hopeless or just like this day is going crap and it's not going to get any better, a beautiful expression is that you say thank you to the universe for miracles already on their way to me. And I think that's just a really nice thing to – instead of saying – Look, I don't have to be happy right this second, but I still trust <laughs> and I still know there's the potential for things to turn around. Maybe I don't feel like turning around right this 30 seconds, but thank you in advance for the miracles that are already on their way to me. Lovely. Another one I like too is that this too shall pass. Exactly. You know, like one of my things is when yes. you've got a problem, when yes. you've got an issue, ask yourself this question, will it matter in a, a day or an hour, a day, a week, a month? Or a year. Or, now, depending on, on yes. Well, the answer to that one is always going to be no. It's, and I've used um, that many times in my life. Am I going to care about this when I'm actually dying? No. Perspective, Rebecca. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so often, it isn't even something that's actually going to matter in an hour. Correct. We get into this drama that we just don't need to be a part of, and we can stop it. Does it really matter that you were running late for work? Well, probably matters right in this minute but in an hour's time no one's going to care nobody's going to be thinking you're going to be in it doing your work trying to play catch up it's all good yeah you know and is it going to matter in a week's time highly highly unlikely Mm -hmm. unlikely yeah okay so people who wake up and i actually had a client yesterday and she said to me she's felt this way her whole life when she wakes up in the morning it's like she has a heavy blanket over her of just it's like a black cloud and her legs feel like lead I'd ask how she went to bed at night. <laughs> no, seriously. Yes, but I think it goes back to her childhood as well. I mean, there's deeper, there's deeper level themes here going on where people just feel like feelings like lightness, freedom, energy, positivity just feel so far out of their grasp. They actually don't quite know 
like maybe they've never even felt it. And what yes. what are we recommending to the people who've never even felt certain basic emotions? Because how can you quest for a feeling when you don't even know what it is? Smile. Smile says Jane. I know. I know that sounds so simple. Look, we like, and, and yes, I'm no doubt we'll get into some deeper stuff here of healing your past and reframing things and pattern interrupts and all of that. Absolutely. But the simplest one, if you have never felt, is to just start with something really small. Just smile and see how does it feel. Look in the mirror in your eyes and really smile. Find something that you want to smile about in your mind and then as you smile, it's going to be a more genuine one rather than just pulling the facial muscles. Yeah. And then look at your eyes and watch how they change. Because everyone can surely think of something that they're happy or grateful for. Yes, they can. Their pet dog or the yes. fact they had an ice cream yesterday or like whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. And, you know, I also try and recommend to those people, you know, can you go back through your life and think of one time when you genuinely did feel the closest you've ever felt to happiness or to freedom or bliss or whatever? And, you know, most people will be able to think of at least one memory. That, that And so it's like, okay, so you have been there before. You do know what that feels like. Um, it's, so it's about helping to re-remind your body how to go back into that vibrational state. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was just going to say, too, on the whole smiling thing of the eyes softening, you know that thing, the eyes are the, the window to the soul? They are. That is how we connect. The most beautiful people in the world have gorgeous, soft, gentle eyes. Mm. They really do. There's no harshness about them mm. at all. Correct, yes. And so when I do this little exercise. When I am joining up a member and I'm doing you know, do a little profile on them, I take a photo and 99% say, oh, I hate having my photo taken. So I take the first one and they go, oh, I hate it. And I, that's okay, no problems. Now, I want you to think of, and if we've discussed their children, it might be parents, I'll say, I want you to think of your beautiful, amazing children. And right as they're thinking it, that's when I snap their photo and then I show them the before and after. They cannot believe the difference. Right. So do some selfies. Do some self-photos of you just smiling. Here's a camera. I'm going to smile because that's how I'm putting on my fake smile and I'm walking out to the world and here I am. And then I want you to take you to your happy spot. And the second that you hit that happy spot, take that selfie and then compare them. You'll be blown away by how different you look. Beautiful. Blown away. Yeah, beautiful. Um, I've mentioned tapping ad nauseum, but I do just want to say it again here in case people are new. Um if you have had really heavy feelings of malaise, um, you know, again, apathy, depression, chronic fatigue, those sorts of heavinesses that just settle on you, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, has like 90-something plus success rates with sufferers of like depression, fatigue, etc. So it's where you're tapping on your meridian points. Um, just chuck it into Google. You can find videos on YouTube to help you. But I think sometimes it is a case of taking yourself in hand and clearing out some of the interference before you can almost then move forward. Because, you know, and we've talked in another podcast about the, the emotional ladder, the rungs of the ladder. You can't just go from the depths of despair right up the top to complete joy and exhilaration and ecstasy. There's a lot of rungs in between. And as Jane has said before, some of those rungs are just boredom or content or just quiet or whatever they might be. And you actually might need to just get back to almost a neutral level before you can then begin to build into real positivity and happiness. That might be a bit too much for you to reach for all all in one stretch in one day. Having said that, though, they're going to feel positive just feeling – you see, if you go up one rug – Rung? I'm not making up my words. No, mixing my words no up rugs again. here, Jane. No my mind goes so fast when we do this and I'm always mixing up words. Okay, which you like to tease me about. Mm -hmm. So – if you just go one run up the ladder, one emotional jump, you're going to feel more positive. 
So that is your positive. It's chipping you away. You know, we're not to really compare positivity with who is more positive than another. It is that if you are feeling more positive than you did a moment ago or yesterday, mission accomplished, and you just keep doing more of it, why do you do more of it? Because it feels good. Yeah, uh, you absolutely need to be gentle on yourself with these sorts of things because if, if you've spent the most part of your life being a bit of a grump or a bit of a screw, it's maybe, a habit. It's a habit yeah. like anything And maybe else. mum and dad were like that. Maybe you saw that it was okay to get grumpy or be passive-aggressive if mm. things weren't going your way or whatever and, and you're used to defaulting into those states. Um, you know, it is if you've been that way for 30 or 40 years, it's not just it's not going to get fixed by Wednesday. Like you will have to chip away slowly and slowly to turn around your attitude because this is real attitude work here. This is really being the mature, responsible, wiser adult to yourself and saying no more tantrums, no no more doldrums, no more down in the dumps. And, you know, you need to do what you need to do. If you need to go and get some therapy or do some practitioner work, do some emotional doctoring work, go and do it. If you need to listen to podcast shows on repeat, if you need to just fill your mind with positive, maybe you just watch comedies, you know, maybe you need to just put some things into your system that just uplift you, listening to music, get some exercise, the things that you know release the natural endorphins and oxytocins. No one ain't going to do this stuff for you. You know, I think it's really a responsibility as an active and contributing community member, as a family member, you know, as a parent, as a boss. As Jane said before about be responsible for your energy in the space, be responsible and, and really think about the ripple effects that your aggro, belligerent, you know, hostile or, or just grumpy personality, how much that can ripple out and affect other people's lives from the bus driver you just spoke to or barked at, you know, down to the child who's gone off to school unhappy because you've snapped at them in the morning. You know, take some responsibility here. As a, as a wiser, older soul, I think it really is, it really is being called of us right now. This is about us actually stepping into adulthood and not allowing that inner child to be running the show, not allowing that little inner child that feels unloved, unworthy, not not good enough, etc. That actually is the one that's running the negativity. And uh, and so it does need to be shut down. But look, it's a discipline like anything else. You know, if you want to lose weight, you've got to change your diet. If you want to be fit, you need to get out there and exercise. This is just another form of, of discipline. Now, to- what a- it is, Jay. I was just going to say, what if the problem, if I'm feeling that there may be some people listening who are like, totally fine, I've got my positivity, I've got my exercise, I do the grateful stuff in life, I keep the grateful journal, whatever. However, there are some people in my family or at work who are really negative mm-hmm. and I have to see them regularly. What do we do then? Mm. Okay. So learn to, okay, well, there's two ways you can go. You can either just be in, learn to be in the energy where you're holding your own energy and you're witnessing it. What I, now, I actually just saw this wonderful thing. Was it the Dalai Lama that had it on Facebook? Something about when you witness somebody's behavior that doesn't please you, recognize that you're dealing with a beautiful, innocent, scared child. Yeah. And I just went, wow, I think I screenshot that and kept that on my phone because I just thought that's exactly it. And so, and it doesn't matter. And, you know, look, often it could be elderly parents that have become real grumble bums and they can really press buttons in you because you're still viewing them as your parents. So maybe it's time now to just view them as having their little child tantrums and it's okay so you witness them with kindness with compassion but you don't buy into it and you certainly don't enable it yeah so i find that i will change the subject 
I've got one beautiful friend who, you know, she's gone through a lot in recent times and unfortunately her negativity is, is now starting to be strung together where it's just an ongoing thing. And so I've got a long list of different topics that we're going to talk about when we get together. And I just change the topic, change the topic, change the topic so that I don't let her get into that, mm, that mode. Maudlin kind of state. Yeah. So that's me not buying into their energy. That's one side. Then the other side, of course, is do you want to help them? Now, it's not our job to go around and be the saviors of the world and to project our stuff onto other people and point out what's wrong with them because we're much better than them. I mean, really, please. No, well, you can't not. fix anyone it's without our mission. You can lead them no. to water, but you can't make them drink. No. But if you're finding that you're hearing the same victim story over and over again, the same negativity from a friend or a loved one, then you could say to them very gently and just say, you know, I absolutely hear what you're saying, and that does sound like it's been tough. What is it that I can do to help you to fix this? That's such a good question. And so it's very <laughs> gentle and it's beautiful and loving. And they'll probably, if it's a habit, they'll stop dead and look at you like a deer in the headlight and go, oh, do I actually want to fix this? I didn't even know it was a problem. You know, they're just so habitual in the way that they are conducting Correct. their conversations they're that they're doing- not even aware no, of it they're doing it unthinkingly it's actually that's right yeah, it's, it's actually just become like it's a an, default an autopilot exactly so i love that jane let's start stopping people in, in their tracks with the real questions in life yeah you, you know, know what, what do you, you like me what do you do want to from me or, to what, fix that yeah. yeah how do you think how this can, can i be, be a service how do you think this could be healed yeah you know yeah and getting to really think about so it. one time i did do that with a friend who was having a real issue with a family member and it did get a bit boring with the same stories over and over. But she didn't have any tools. She didn't know how to shift it. She just need, knew that she needed to vent to somebody because it was doing her head in. And then I just said to her, look, you know, do you want me to help you to articulate what's going on in a way that doesn't have you as the victim, that helps you to be able to see the situation with clearer eyes? And when you go into that, I'll just remind you and I'll give you a different spin on it and see if that makes you feel better. Mm. because. She can't fix the other person, but she can fix herself. That's and that's right. actually what she opted for. So it was just that, you know, every now and again, I'd just gently say, hey, you know, what about looking at it this way? What you're saying is actually, it, it's eating at you. It's pulling you down. It's not feeling good. You're, you're tense. You're uptight. You're angry. Look at it from this way. And she was really grateful. And eventually it tapered off quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, from a spiritual point of view, of course, we need to remember with, with negativity, you know, it's quite a, penetrative energy you know it bleeds and it goes through boundaries and it, and it just you know and it can even be toxic sometimes you know like when we look at energy vampires and people like that so you know a lot of you listening to this show are highly sensitive people you know or you're intuitive or you're you're perceptive or empaths or any of those sorts of things and you are going to wonder you know gosh I only just spent 20 minutes with so-and-so but I just feel so drained I feel like I need to go and lie down or I just feel like oh, I just feel like my whole day just suddenly turned a bit dark. And, you know, and it's almost like sometimes you don't even realise it was actually that person who just levelled you at the knees with their with their psychic attack. It's mm. just their energy field, mm. their their negative energy ball. Um, so a little bit of awareness, a little bit of protection of boundaries, I think, is, is a good thing here. Um, I mean, there's certainly spiritual types of um, protections that people just will do. do. for people because they may not be aware of like, how to protect themselves energetically. Yeah, so like a million years ago when I used to have to go into work every day with an awful toxic boss, you know, I used to 
do things like, you know, you surround yourself with, I think at the time it was very deep blue or purple light. Um, I used to draw with my finger a circle all around my whole body and, and actually step my feet up and over it and join it up so that then I was encased in a protective bubble. I visualized putting repulsive, repulsing magnets all over myself that, that push back energy. Um, someone also told me once, um, if somebody is sending or throwing a lot of negativity to you, um, you need to actually put up energetically, sort of mentally, emotionally, a hand that says, that was me, return to sender. Yep, yep. Well, it was actually yep, I do two that. people told me oh, that. Was it? Oh, you, there you go. You might do it naturally already because you're intuitive, you, you know. <laughs> and But it was actually a, a, a breathwork, like a rebirth specialist. Oh, beautiful. Who, who told me this and she said, if somebody is bombarding you, you need to keep saying, return to sender, yes. return to sender. And she said to me, do you know what will actually happen to that person will get sick? Because they can't actually handle all of the like they're, they're what moving, they're throwing out. Yeah, they're throwing it. They're moving it on because they don't even almost want to hold. Okay, it. now we don't want to wish sickness on anyone. No. So we're teaching a bit of witchcraft here that <laughs> could be actually doing bad things, and we don't do that. I don't look. However, I don't know if I actually believe that or not. In a way, because. Oh, Everyone's responsible for their own energy and, and you're not sending it back to make anyone sick. You're sending it back to protect yourself and that's all you need to be concerned with. So That's right. At the very start of this podcast, we talked about setting an intention for positivity before you put yourself into certain environments. And on the same note, if you know you're about to go into a really negative bombardment, um, set a similar protection or intention um, just to safeguard yourself a little bit against what may come. I think we've done this topic quite thoroughly today, Jane. Anything oh, more you need there's to add? always so much more to add on this topic, but hopefully that has helped. Facebook page? Yes, it's facebook.com forward slash love life show, all one word. Um, love to get your messages. I think we have answered everybody's, hopefully. We, we have been um, getting some fantastic ones, so please keep sending them in. And in the meantime, join us every week for free on the wellnesscouch.com. Every Wednesday morning our show goes up live. You can find us on iTunes. And, uh, yeah, please do keep the discussion interactive. We love to, to hear from our tribe and know where your thoughts are at. So until this time next week, have a beautiful, positive week. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening. It's a beautiful day.